Hello and welcome to the How to Survive a Breakdown podcast. My name is Evan and I am joined by my co-host Parker. Yo, how's it going? And we are up to episode 16 of our podcast. And for the first time, we're actually on time for recording this and we're going to be on time for releasing this episode too. As on time as recording on the Monday after can be. <laughs> yes, because Parker is never here on a Sunday. So he because never, I'm uh, fucking busy. Yeah. I was at Lake Compound, actually. (laughs) Man, fuck you. So, uh, I didn't get to tell you this because this happened as of Wednesday. So, (laughs) this is going to be great, too. There's this thing called a fun run at my my school, and many, many schools in the world do this. Um, Right. It's this fundraiser idea where your school raises money, and the kids run laps around a certain amount of distance and a total of 35 laps can be run and you Mm -hmm. can obviously run more if you want to for well the kids can uh but for every for all the donations they make every 30 dollars donated is one dollar per lap made so if you donate 30 dollars you run 30 Mm -hmm. laps you make an extra 30 bucks just by running and making money basically nice um the goal for the school your camera's blurry by the way um oh. i don't know how to fix that <laughs> put your hand in front of it there you go uh so the goal was twelve thousand dollars for the school mm-hmm. fun fact we've hit that as of today nice. uh and so each classroom can make their own incentives so mm-hmm. if you raise um it goes by increments of five dollars per lap ten dollars per lap and so on and so forth um which in in reality goes like it's like 150 dollars donation total 300 450 all the way up to uh 45 per lap which is uh a lot of money yeah um that is, yeah that's a, that's a good amount i think <laughs> $1,350. So that's the final incentive at $45 mm-hmm. per lap. Now, right. I thought of some ideas for the kids. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are called, um, for the sake of the podcast, I'm just going to mute myself really quick on the Discord, the regular audio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's cute oh i just realized that you said it too so i'm just gonna mute that whole part for cut it <laughs> oh, whoops yeah um so i made incentives we don't want to dox ourselves more than we already have <laughs> no literally that's the issue is i don't want to dox myself um yeah. but who listens to our podcast anyway ah uh, xd uh-huh. <laughs> um so the biggest thing that I always thought in schools was that with fundraisers, with donations, all that stuff, it goes to good causes, but there's no real good incentive with it. Right. Teachers don't make it as exciting. They think it's just another fundraiser. It's boring to them. They, they don't mm-hmm. make it fun for me. And, I, and honestly, I'm a little bit hard to please with that part. Yeah, because unless it's something I'm passionate about, such as like the Scholastic Book Fair, making sure kids actually have books they can read and enjoy, mm-hmm. or it's a 
hospital donation or something yeah. uh i think of like game grumps um right. the yearly sale that they have that makes fucking millions because mm-hmm. <laughs> that thing is so good um and i was thinking to myself okay what can i use as incentives to get these kids to actually donate because i think if mm-hmm. even these kids have money and they could probably donate a bit of their money yeah so first few are pretty normal there's a creative art day you get to make a bunch mm-hmm. of shit nap yeah. day they get a few times during the day when they can just literally nap mm-hmm. gonna be the boringest day ever yeah um fifa they want to watch a soccer match i'm going to put on the finals of a random year found it on youtube whatever yeah. <laughs> um tech time they get to do whatever they want in the chromebook and I'm going to yeah. do little tech activities as well during the day that are like whole class activities. Um, nice. So that's up to $20 pledged per lap. Right. So that would be $600 donated total. Right. Um, then there's paper day, which means they get to make a bunch of shit with paper of all kinds. Paper airplanes, origami. I literally just found some origami ideas. You can make a dodecahedron as an origami piece and i don't know if these kids are going to be able to function with it but i'm going to see if they can do it yeah it's probably going to be an epic fail um then there's shaving cream desks which is the 30 dollars reward so if you put shaving cream on a desk they get to play with it they get to make letters they get to make like Mm -hmm. whatever they want right at the end of it you wipe it off with a paper towel after about 30 minutes and it makes the de- make makes the desks actually clean. Yeah. So it's a way of cleaning the desk one where they get a yeah. fucking half hour of fun and then we get to wipe it off and their desks are nice and clean. Right. So that <laughs> so is honestly that's my favorite because mm. I I'm going to do it too. I'm going to take yeah. an empty desk and I'm just going to play with it cuz fuck it why right. not. <laughs> Because you can At $35 per lap, it's movie day. Mm-hmm. And then at $40, I have to wear a T-Rex onesie. <clears throat> now that one got the kids a little bit excited. Mm-hmm. And while we were thinking of ideas, I, I jokingly said this last one. Mm-hmm. They went ecstatic for it. And I said, no, hold on. Hold on. Let's get all the other ones first. And we'll talk about yeah. this one. Mm-hmm. We got to it, and I said, you all have to say yes. There cannot be a single no. Mm-hmm. All fifteen, all 14 kids said yes. <laughs> At $45 per lap, also known as $1,350 donated, which they have reached in five mm-hmm. days. Wow. I am going to be shaving my head, my beard, and my mustache. Holy shit. <laughs> yep. And You're I have a bald. haircut appointment this Saturday, already planned from a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And I texted my hairdresser saying, hey, when's my next appointment? Plan. There's a change of plans because I may have to go bald. <laughs> my mother is not happy with me. My <laughs> grandmother gave $20 to this donation mm-hmm. because she wanted to. Of course. <laughs> uh, she said, I'm not even going to recognize you. And I said, I know you're not. <laughs> uh, that's part of the point. <laughs> um, so I am going to be bald uh, come this Saturday. 
Wow. Whenever you wake up, I'm going to video call you just to show you. <laughs> just to be like, you'll be like, holy fuck. <laughs> Like, well, it won't be Saturday. Uh, say it. Well, I'm not going to be around Saturday at all. But <laughs> oh, fuck you. Whatever day is it? Whatever day becomes available. Yeah. Yes. But um. So yeah. Uh, I'm not ready for it, but I'm also very curious about how I look. So, but I've been playing it off as I don't want to do this, and I hate this idea. Mm-hmm. Just for the kids to get more incentive to actually do it. Right. Just to make you do it. It was. I. I may have also donated a few hundred dollars myself, but. And they wouldn't have gotten it without that. But what? I would have donated anyway for charity purposes because that's just yeah. my personality. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're going to be bald. That's crazy. I'm going to be bald as fuck. I'm going to be bald as fuck. It might. I'm trying to imagine you like no, bald. You can't. And I, I feel like it would probably be better if you kept the beard. But the beard was part of the incentive, too, so that's got to go. It literally was part of the incentive. It will grow back quick, but it will take a little bit. Yeah. All right. So let's discuss some stuff going on. Some stuff. So, Sum 41 is officially disbanding after 27 years. And for people who are watching a video version of this... I'm just putting up the actual text of it. Um, being at Sum 41 since 1996 brought us some of the best moments of our lives. We are forever grateful to our fans, both old and new, and who have supported us in every way. It is hard to articulate the love and respect we have for all of you and wanted you to hear this from us first. Sum 41 will be disbanding. We will still be finishing all of our current upcoming tour dates this year, and we're looking forward to releasing our final album, Heaven X Hell along with a final worldwide headlining tour to celebrate. Details will be announced as soon as we have them. For now, we are excited to to look... For now, we look forward to seeing all of you scumfucks on the road and are excited for what the future hold, the future will bring for each of us. Thank you for the last 27 years of Sum 41. This is a band that I've known about for years. They are iconic as, like, one of the founding pop punk punk rock type of alternative rock style every band honestly followed along with them and they were influenced by them in some way or just enjoyed their music in some capacity if you didn't like it you just didn't like it but you still respected the fact that they became the name that everyone just knows and even after 2007 2008 they were still a name that you just knew as a classic Mm -hmm. um yeah I honestly think of like Paramore as well, but that's a little bit later in their time. Uh, Kill Switch Engage, As I Lay Dying, um, Pantera, Hatebreed, all those like bands that are like just like names you know if you're in the like the alternative metal music genre areas of the world. Um, it, it is a little bit sad, but I also don't have as much attachment to them mm-hmm. because I really haven't explored their albums in a long time i think the last time i really explored an album was order and decline whenever that came out and it was all right and then before that was literally when i was a teenager so i don't have much connection to them for me personally and i think you are younger than even some of their classic albums 
if I remember right, Parker. Hmm? You are older, you are younger than some of their classic albums. Oh, by a, a long shot, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. So, Maybe like multiple years. You don't have much um, connection with them? No, I don't. I literally never had heard of the band until you put them on the dock. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Well, they are an iconic alt-rock band that is like partially shaped what the 2000s sounded like for alt-rock. Mm-hmm. Same with Green Day as well. Um, I kind of like that kind of more like punk rock, rock anthem type of. Yeah. yeah. A lot of like these choruses that they were the chorus bands. They were the catchy chorus band that got in your head and you were like, God damn it. This is stuck in my head again. God damn it. Stuck. Okay. We're just going to sing along. Let's go. Yeah. No, I, I, it's obviously unfortunate to see because you never want to see a band of, of that stature, like break up. But at the same time, they've been at this 27 years and, and to be a touring, to be a touring, a touring band for 27 years is fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> as as I know. I am um, surprised that like some of like the like 80s and 90s bands are still going exactly like 40 50 years yeah. i mean like I'm, I'm assuming the some 41 guys are in probably getting to like their 50s at this point let's like, yeah if if we want to say that they were maybe 18 19 when they started in 1996 yeah like, yeah i suppose late 40s early 50s so 27 years yeah mid mid late 40s yeah uh early 50s if they if some of them were older or yeah, new members on, came in the range, range of ages but yeah um but yeah it's a hundred percent like to be to be quite honest, like it's like the same talk with like Corey Taylor, for example, who's been doing music since 1999. I am very surprised he's still going. Right. But he's still got the range. He's still got the vocals. He's got the energy. Right. I don't think he's done yet. Mm-hmm. I think other people his age, and he probably stays fit too. He also has a kid, I believe. So. Yeah. Um, or he has a couple kids. But mm-hmm. anyway, it, it is sad to see. Um, one of the things that we talked about after the last episode was um, we made a discography episode ban list. We have like 15, 16 different bands that we just thought of that said, hey, we want to go through the whole discography of this. Uh, for example, uh, The Devil Wears Prada, August Burns Red, Bring Me the Horizon, Architects. Uh, one of those was some 41. This was before we found out about this news, which was today. Um, so I think when the album drops, I honestly think that before, like for like the month prior, we should just like explore the albums on our own and leading up yeah. to whenever the album releases, we just make that the episode of some 41. Right. Because yeah, I think I, I, that I, deserves its own like little send off, I guess. Mm-hmm. The um, I guess kind of if we're if we're ready to move on from the yeah um, the from the the some forty one thing another kind of interesting thing that I is uh apparently the the weekend which I know you don't really care about him is uh, working on his final album under that name oh he's gonna be like retire uh, the it sounds like he's planning on retiring the that project of his. Okay. 
Um, so whether I mean I'm assuming he's still going to keep making music. You get you don't get that popular and not continue doing what you do as yeah. far as, as far as I know, at least. Um, but the thing but is, is, like, is, is that popularity going to continue in his next project? I mean, whether it's under the weekend name or not, it's still Abel Tesvek who's behind it all, yeah. and he's a very talented person and mm-hmm. odds are that, you know, even if he's making music under a new name, people, people will find out what that is. Yeah. Like the other part so, of it is that will his genre change? Because that's the I part know, I'm more interested in. I know there's a style to the weekend itself that like yeah. has kind of slowly become a part of metal and like alternative rock and metal slightly but not too much. Yeah. He's kind of always stuck in like the R and B like yeah. type of type of lane. I've I've always just liked his stuff personally, I, or you know a, a good amount of his stuff I've personally. I've liked singles of uh, it. I've liked like yeah. some singles. Um, Lights is probably my favorite. Ooh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but I honestly couldn't tell you more than just lights any of the other songs it's blinding lights but I, I know what you're going for yeah, yeah. um <laughs> yeah. see what i mean like i literally can't name more than like two songs from him mm-hmm. um yeah a hundred percent um which i actually think that's a really cool move to like be like hey i may change style so i'm gonna retire this name so that this yeah. name has a certain unique style to it that says what right? So it's, not, it's not something you. It's not something you see it's for an artist. Barely that. shot. So, I I, I um. Hey, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to cut that part. Motherfucker. Yeah, yeah I know. We're gonna just cut a little bit of it. That's all. So. <sighs> okay. All right, and we're back because my mother interrupted me, but it's okay. Um. Anyways, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, no, it's just it's it's it's. I find it super interesting because not only is it likely to bring at least some type of change in sound, um, but it's also you just don't really you don't tend to see an artist of that type of popularity just completely rebrand, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you know, obviously, this is this is something I'm I'm getting from a a singular tweet that i suppose that uh, it's, it's from like a, another podcast twitter that I, I i believe he was on the nfr podcast um but it, it's you know so of course it, it should be taken with a grain of salt as to whether it, it will actually be stuck with or not but i think it, it's mm-hmm. something interesting to consider at least even if it does end up not n- doesn't end up going through so yeah i i'm actually just interested in seeing what change he makes yeah, I'm, yeah. And and part of me is always quietly hoping that he jumps into like the little bit of like the emo pop, alt pop, <laughs> alt metal, alt rock area to like mm-hmm. join in and see what he can do, add some features yeah. of like like I don't know, fucking uh I'm trying to think of names. Fuck. Black Bear, Youngblood, like that style right. of like jumping into our world that like very much so he may already be involved in that area but we don't know i don't think he really as far as i know he really doesn't have anything so far yeah. that's really yeah. 
but well, and, it's probably going to be at least a year before we see anything significant. Yeah, well, he still has another. He still has a whole album yeah. that he's working on under the under the weekend name still. So yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I even, I would be very surprised if he kind of worked his way into kind of like this this metal type of like alt rock, alt metal type of scene. But I think it would be interesting to see if that's something he would do. <laughs> All right, so let us discuss some of the singles that have come out uh, last week and this week, because we may have uh, ignored the singles last week. Because we didn't feel like doing them. Because <laughs> I think we had quite a few albums, was it? Yeah. Yeah, we had like five albums, uh, and we just... And it was a it was weird, a like, week. it was a retro week. Like, Yeah, we, we just said, we okay, let's just catch up. So let's talk about Enox and their new song, Inferno. I don't know if this is a part of any specific projects or... I doubt it. This the album came out last year, like yeah, it was early last year. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is like the first single to the new album. Which honestly, I enjoyed the single. It was heavy as heck, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. I did. I did too. Um, it was it. It had. It was actually. It felt more aggressive than a lot of what off of uh, was off of Euphoria. That's exactly why I wrote heavy as heck because I was like, Enox, you kind of came back with a good little, uh, kind of strong... um, um, yeah, because uh, I mean, a good amount of a lot of what was off of their 2022 project kind of reminded me of like Graveview and Anna and Ben Animate, yes, honestly. um. So to kind of see them pivot into a, and maybe this, uh, I'm sure this, they're not going to remove those, those influences entirely, but just kind of seeing them pivot into a more almost like kind of like techie hardcore mm-hmm. type of type of lane. I, I think actually worked out really well here. I really enjoyed the, the, the song. Um, yeah. For me, I think the production on the first album was my issue with it. If I remember, the production on this was a lot better. I I do agree. Yeah. Um. What album am I thinking of that almost made it? Before no. Oh my god! What is it? There was a release that I that didn't make my top thirty, but um. So Enox was a seven point seven for me, and it kind of missed the top 30 by a good bit but i do remember fondly enjoying quite a few of the tracks um i remember the same yeah it had some good cuts on there just the production felt a very bit like very much like a debut album um the cleans definitely weren't the greatest but they were getting better um mm-hmm. so i'm expecting good good stuff from this band in the future and c- considering the fact that they're already at like a 7.7 for me, that's a very solid start for your debut album because 
most debut yeah. albums tend to be a six or a five or a low seven um or they become like magical things like pool kids which was an immediate for me like an immediate nine um yeah because i enjoyed it so much so you know yeah was, it, was, it was a cool little it was a cool it was a surprising bright spot of, yeah. of last year i thought even um, if it even if it might not necessarily make any of my lists like being able to see that that they're coming in and, and doing doing well with that because that album I, I i enjoyed that a good bit so what did i give that you gave it a 7.6 okay so yeah we were about this basically the same number. um let's talk about kublacon tx and their new song theory of minds I don't remember if there's an album release with this or anything. Future, uh, I will look it up. No, no. Let's see. Kublacon. Kublacon TX. Fun fact, they had to change their name uh, quite a few years ago to Kublacon TX because, uh, I think, because of branding stuff or some form of that. It was during um, Absolute, their 2019 album. Mm. Uh, so they haven't had an album since 2019 actually I just realized uh, okay. they've had five albums 2010, 2014, 2015, 2017 2019 uh, they had a single they had an EP last year lowest form of animal five songs which we both missed but um, I'm going to be completely honest here this is not my cup of tea Look, it's a cool breakdown song, and it's a breakdown song, and it's a breakdown song, and it's a oh cool ending breakdown. That that's cool. That's it to me. That's all it really is. Um, it is groovy for sure, but that's all it is to me. And Parker is going to have the complete opposite feeling of this. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this a good bit, honestly. Like it, I'm not going to say it's the most like genre redefining song of course but i i think honestly it was just a really one of those really type of like you know this is hardcore pm type of type of songs that just works really well it's a lot of breakdowns a lot of just like do 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 and i i i honestly i liked it more than i thought i would like if i if i gave you that to if if i told myself that description like I, I would be like, oh, so it's probably gonna be uh, okay. But I actually, I, I enjoyed it a, a decent bit. Um, like the vocals are are raw, and they, I, I think it works really well for what they're going for. Like the, the breakdowns, it's just really, it's uh, it's like really, I guess like not necessarily like bassy, but it's like really low tuned guitars, like just really just punch you in the fucking face type of breakdowns so i, 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 I do enjoy, enjoy the tuning of the guitar for sure yeah it it is um, some of those chugs i'm like okay chuggy yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah obviously i mean hard 
just kind of standard hardcore is more my thing than yours. So yep. that makes that makes sense. <laughs> I'm not surprised by this. Um, it, it's not bad. Like I would, if this was part of an album and this was the album most for the most part, mm-hmm. I'd give it like a six, six and a half. Like it's not, I'm not going to turn it off. I'm just not going to have the greatest of time with it. So, um, moving on to movements. And there are two songs this week or last week. I don't remember which one. Uh, Killing Time and Lead Pipes. But maybe I could take the beating. Come on, hit me harder, I insist. It must be my design. No one can love me like you do. You do. I believe these are singles that are leading up to an eventual album later this year if i remember correctly because they had an album in um 2020 no good left to give and they have a lot of listeners and i just never got onto them as much which i'm surprised that i never got into them um for whatever i i thought this was the this was um the band that uh Andy Sizik is in, but that's monuments, not movements. <laughs> Wait, Andy Sizik? Yeah, he's some guy that I see on Twitter all the time. But it's like I was like, "Oh, this is that band," and I was like, "No, it's not. It, it's monuments." <laughs> Ter- he sings for Termina, Monuments, and Macari. Macari. Uh, yeah. So no, this is movements, not monuments. Movements, not monuments. Um. I'm going to be honest, this is another one that kind of hit the mark a little bit. It, it was all right. I I was distracted during the listen, but like it didn't leave that much of a mark on me. And maybe it will be better in the future, but the two singles really didn't do much for me in terms of like that. I think it was more pop punk alt rock style i just don't yeah like alt rock alt metal yeah i didn't i didn't vibe with this that much that's unfortunate i i actually i think i i vied with killing time more than lead pipe but i i i i honestly enjoyed both because it kind of i guess it kind of fits that type of like it scratches a similar itch to Boston Manor for me, I think. Um, I, I can't entirely place my finger on why, but that's kind of what what I think of. And I, I think they do it. I think they do it do it quite well, honestly. Like there, there's a bunch of there. There's an assortment of like electronic elements and whatnot throughout I, that I think they actually they make good use of. Um, vocals were nice, like. I don't, I don't have I don't have too much to complain about on these. I I wouldn't I don't think I'd say it's my favorite. They were my favorite singles of the week, but the no that goes to something. Else, the, there's there's like three for me. <laughs> yeah, um, I could probably take a guess as to what those are, but I I yeah, it makes me want to. It makes me excited for whenever an, an album eventually comes out because I'm 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 assuming they they will with these two songs on the on that on that project yeah. so um 
I, I want to give this another listen probably tonight just to mm-hmm. like give it in a raw unedited like no other stuff listen to ensure that like I actually listen to it properly right because I was writing like three emails while listening to these so I wasn't fully paying attention I was just trying to see if there's anything like relevant in it that was going to get my attention um I also may or may not in the last like three months have listened to way too much pop punk and alt rock because of all of our 2022 stuff that we had in our list that people have found and there's way too much of that in the world (laughs) (laughs) um let's move on to attila and their new single bite your tongue this is the first single in a little bit um this is i think the first single since their album closure in 2021 oh no nope sorry they have a they have one other uh handshakes with snakes back in february um anyway uh parker what did you think of attila Oh, Attila. Oh, sorry. I was not paying attention to the Chicago Blackhawks won the NHL draft lottery. I'm not happy. Anyways, Attila. Uh, Attila was okay. Um, I don't have too much to say about it, partially because I was distracted while listening to it a bit. But I mean, it 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 feels kind of. From what I what I remember, at least it felt kind of like your more standard like metal core type of deal, which isn't honestly that's a problem. problem with it. But yeah, which isn't necessarily a, a, an issue like inherently. But for Attila, that's such a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. so. I, I I'm gonna go on a rant here. Yeah, go 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 I take a rant. A, I haven't been into Attila since. Oh God. Uh, actually, vil- villain in 2019, I had a good time with it, um, mm-hmm. and that one was a little bit less fun and a little more like serious, like heavy stuff. I don't remember ever listening to Closure, their 2021 album. Um, but I would want to go back to that at some point. Um, no. Yeah. This felt straight up like nothing I remembered from Attila. And Mm -hmm. it bothered me a lot. And I guess I was expecting a fun track. But I guess Attila doesn't do that anymore. (laughs) We don't do that anymore. I don't know. Um, Yeah. I'm, I'm not happy with it. Maybe if I go back to the 2021 release, it'll make sense as to why they Mm -hmm. sound like this. But for right now, the moment I feel that I'm like, okay, fuck you, Attila. You changed. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you be not fun? I um the 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 first thing I thought of when I saw the the cover for the single was um the cover of uh Miley Cyrus and her dead pets. <laughs> which is probably one of the 
worst album covers I've ever seen. Wait, which one? <laughs> Miley Cyrus and her dead pets. Her dead pets? Yeah. What? Oh, this one. Yeah. yeah. That was the first thing I thought of seeing that album cover, and I was like, ugh. 23 mm. songs, an hour and 32 minutes. Is that the bass album? Yeah. Jeez, ew. Jesus Ugh. Christ. Alright, get that in my recent searches. I'm sorry. I'm on look at it. Up. <laughs> I um, do not wish to see it. Yeah. Anyway, Attila, Fucking bite your sorry. tongue. Uh, speaking of bite your tongue in general, Poppy and her new single, following up the previous one, this one, Spits. I, this thing goes way harder than I expected I, it to. I miss Poppy. I I really enjoyed this actually. Poppy Stan, I am a Poppy Stan. Just so you're you a Poppy Stan now. Cool. Um, Poppy, you had your one album to go alt rock the whole time. Sure, go for it. Please come back to the metal world. You are just way too good to not be in this, and you <laughs> need to continue this string of absolute insanity of running the show in terms of your sounds and your screams and your so fucking weird vocals and lyrics and everything please just continue this metal screaming i i missed it so much I, literally i wrote god i miss poppy being an actual screamer this is so good that's all i wrote yeah, yeah it was i i was quite surprised this is easily probably my third or second favorite of the week. Favorite of the week. Yeah. Um, we have Left to Suffer. And their final single, leading up to their album this Friday, Artificial Anatomy featuring Kim Dracula, a trap metal artist. I, this just kind of goes nuts. And mm -hmm. I just kind of like it. I just had a good time with it. <laughs> um, the funny thing is, I actually listened to this like on Wednesday of last week. And I yeah. still remember the song more than like Attila and more than Kublai Khan and more than Movements. Right. Because it just, I was like, wow, this actually just goes fucking hard. And after the last single, uh, Oh god, what am I thinking of this? What's the name? What's the name? Um I have to look back. Uh let left us just disappoint me. Uh there we go. After disappoint me, I we both had a really good time with that single. And so I was expecting that to continue with this single, and I'm hoping you also agree with me. It was pretty good. Yeah, okay. I'll take it. <laughs> I, pretty good yeah, is good I enough for me. I don't really have much else to say about it. It was pretty good. <laughs> I'm doing my job correctly. <laughs> Saying nothing until the albums. 
Yes. <laughs> Saying it's good. It's bad. Honestly, no, we I, have... I, out... No, it, it was, it's, I mean, it's your usual leftist upper fair, a little bit. Um, which, you know, it's deathcore. It hits hard, it slaps you in the face, punch a wall type of deal. It's good. It's good stuff. It's good deathcore. Yeah, I'm ha I'm having a good time with Left to Suffer singles so far. So I'm mm. hoping that this album actually, like, keeps with it, so. Right. Um, on a completely unrelated note, uh, album of the year contenders at this point, if they actually announce an album for this year, like Moths to Flames, with their second signal, I found the dark side of heaven. Um, drop an album this year. Just drop an album this year, this, and you would honestly this? get top ten with these two singles alone. You've got, you've got me. It's all you took, <laughs> all you needed. Some bands take five singles, some take one, some take two. You are a two. <laughs> yeah. Um, hundred percent. I absolutely love this shit. This is easily my favorite single of the week, mm. and it's not even close. Oh wow! Okay, um, this one was cool. I I um, this does make this. I'm hoping they play this on this tour that's coming up, this current tour. Yeah, because I'm there, upset right? you still for that. Uh, dude, that's that's what you get when you don't buy tickets when you see them. Oh, uh, you. Sorry. Um. Yeah. No. Th I mean, this is. I, I've not really listened to much of any like monster flames but i mean this is this is a cool start this is a cool intro to to what they do um, their last album was quite well received by many people yeah um okay i think yeah no this before that was also really well received their 2017 album so right yeah this this was a good time like it, it was it's heavy it, it goes hard like mm-hmm I don't have I don't have many complaints. Even more returns into the world of the the metal world. Uh, bring me the horizon after what feels like an eternity since Strangers released, which was supposed to be their breakthrough single, and mm -hmm. now is a forgotten song in the world. They have come back with Lost. And holy shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh my god. Fuck strangers. This song. I I had a good great time with this. Did you have a good time? I with this? Oh did, I, did you want to keep going or do you want me to talk? <laughs> no, did you have a great time with this? I did, did uh, I had an okay time Fuck with it. Fuck you. Um Man, we're going to be opposites today, except for one thing. The two dash, we're going to be mostly opposites. We're going to be mostly opposites because I have a feeling our last single. I'm not going to agree with you on it all either. Um, eh, actually, I'll disagree oh. on that slightly. Hmm. 
Um, yeah, this one. I mean, it's it's a cool it's a cool track. I it kind of falls into this the trap of strangers for me, where it's like it doesn't really like it's cool. It, it it's a very odd track. It's a very it, it feels pretty all over the place, which obviously isn't inherently a bad thing. Um, but I don't know. It it has a cool breakdown. I'll give it that. I love the breakdown, breakdown so fucking much. Um, but I don't know the 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 rest of the kind of like synthy emo emo like post hardcore influences just doesn't really. It's not usually my type of thing. Yeah, and I I think that makes a lot of sense as to why I and I think this entire project of theirs whatever whatever the next. You know, whenever the next post-human EPs, you mean? That's what I heard oh. it was. Well, there's three more EPs, but they're all going to have a different sound to them. Yes. So this next it's, one is uh... going to be like their. This next one is going to be like their emo, like punk rock. Yep. Um, the next one's going to be, I think, like alt rock, and then the next one's going to be their heavy, oh. or the fourth one's going to be heavy, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. no, th- this one I think is already. I'm not going to lie; is kind of a. a just a bit of a miss for me, just, if nothing else, because it's not survival horror, which isn't a compa- which isn't something I, I want to say, obviously, because it that's that's a, a yeah that's probably we that's a bad really enjoy that so. compartmentalizing, but um, honestly though I I'm just I don't think I, honestly, I, honestly, I don't think I say again sorry I'm just happy bring me the horizon is back oh yeah absolutely yeah I'm I'm glad that they're back it's just I'm not sure I entirely enjoy what they're putting out. Yeah. At the moment. Okay. Last single of the week, we have Ren and his new single, which is most likely just going to lead up to an album at some point eventually announced uh, Animal Flow. Uh, this is probably my least favorite of the singles. I okay. I still had a really good time with it. It was still as comical as I expected it to. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was kind of meme fun where I hear random animal noises and grunts and I'm laughing my head off thinking, oh, this would be a great deathcore song <laughs> or great deathcore noise. <laughs> well, I think you're closer on that than you think you are. Because I kind of, I will, I'll, I'll just say it. I didn't really like the song very well. Um, but I, I kind of took it as a, a similar type of like animal abuse theme as like yeah. Director's Cuts was earlier this year. Yeah, I um, think that's more of the hint. Um, but it so. still was very, like, for all the singles. I mean, obviously, High Rent is my personal favorite one because it's obviously just, like, the most out-of-pocket Ren song because if what he's putting out is similar to his previous work, then that is the most opposite, like, 180 switch that he ever made on his music, and it really Mm. stuck with me. Um, But with the other ones, uh, Sick Boy probably is my favorite of them all so far, except Mm. for High Rent. I'm just waiting for the album announcement because it's going to be this yeah. year. <laughs> please, 
please. Yeah, I just un un unfortunately this type of like I his voice is fucking goofy, man. Like that's why I love it. I th that's probably that's honestly why I'm not really a huge fan of it. I think yeah. I think he sounds goofy as hell. You sound and, goofy as hell. And that's I mean yes, but I'm not the one trying to make it a living <laughs> off of music. Uh. I don't know. I just it doesn't it doesn't really click all that well with me. Yep. Because it, it's I don't even I don't even know where it, how do I even describe why I you don't you don't have to. It, I'm just yeah, I'm just for, I'm just gonna say I don't I'm just gonna say I don't like it all that yeah. well. Move on. It's I'm not gonna say it's bad on any objective level. It's more just my Look, personal. We've got our opposites that we have, case. and we've got our ones that stick with us together. Yeah. So it's a hundred percent just personal taste. And yeah. I am I am really glad that over the last year, we have figured out slowly what each other likes, and yeah. what we're and it's probably quite opposite can... a lot of the time. <laughs> what? It's quite opposite a lot of the time. Sometimes. Yeah, and it is funny that like, um, like how that much we opposite we have, but it also yeah. creates so much content. If we just said, "Yeah, this is great," okay, moving on. Right, like that's that's where it's boring. Um, so let's discuss an album that you and I are kind of opposites on. Yeah. We're going to start with that one because with the other two, we're going to save for a second. Yeah. No, that, that, I fully get it. We so, yeah, have, uh, so we're going to jump into our album, album reviews. We have three this week. Uh, next week we have, uh, let's do the count. Let's see, you know, one, two, three, four, seven. five, six, seven, you know, just a normal week. We have seven albums to fucking discuss. Oh, and uh, Tears of the Kingdom is releasing on Friday. I pre-ordered it. I already downloaded it. It's ready to go for Friday. Um, <laughs> I am prepared. Mentally, I am prepared. Physically, I am not prepared because I have work. I want to call out, but I can't. <laughs> um, so, uh, we have Unearth in their album, The Wretched, The Ruinous. This is their ninth studio album. It is a follow-up to 2018's Extinctions, in which this album is 11 minutes, or 11 songs, and 36 minutes long. It's been five years since this band has put anything out, but they've been around since, like, early 2000s. Yeah. They have been around for a second. And they... I would consider them for the people that are listening and don't know who they are, because honestly they were brand new to both of us as of this week. Yeah. Uh, they, I would consider them very similar to August Burns Red with a little bit of like mm -hmm. European metalcore bleed from within style. Um, they're very much like 2000s metalcore sounds, but a bit, <laughs> but, but a lot more modern than what, the 2000s metalcore usually brings or the 2000s metalcore sound brings to the table um, that bands try to copy or mimic Th that's what I would consider it to uh, fans of like August Burns Red, Bleed From Within um, As They Lay Dying Kill Switch Engage um, I would say those would be your best examples of 
what of what unearth sounds like not so much kill switch engage but like the others i would definitely say um and i had a solid time with it parker did not have a solid time with it just for kind of the obvious there um i just thought it was very solid metalcore and it was very very similar to august burns red i think the biggest thing about it is that in comparison to the august burns red album that released earlier this year i just had a lot better time listening to abr versus this um because honestly the progressive metal side that abr brought to their newest album really kind of jumped up that piece of music and that is a very easy listening experience for me um in comparison to this which uh the first four tracks uh are really good cremation of the living is less is not as good as eradicator or mother betrayal so it it didn't get the the like on the first listen but it's still a solid song invictus just kind of put me off of after that because it kind of felt like i was like okay i'm kind of getting bored call to existence and dawn of the militant brought me back anaira was a cool little interlude into the abyss was the best song on this album by a mile um broken arrow was okay and then theaters of war was decent for an ending song the, the biggest thing is that it goes i got a few songs that i like now i'm bored okay i got another song i like now i'm bored and it kept going back and forth and back and forth. And that's part of the reason why, even though it is an 8.2, I do expect that this either jumps or stays the same or just falls a little bit. Because a lot of it was just very much like, okay, how much of this do I actually want to keep listening to? And it is only 36 minutes long, which is a very, very big part of the reason it's an 8.2 is that if this was 50 minutes, God, this would be like a 6 because it would be way too long and way too fucking much. Um, and But for this, this is short, this is sweet, you can put it on, and you can move on with your life. Um, that That's why some albums that are shorter than 40 minutes, while they're shorter than 40 minutes, are very nice to just put on the car ride, put a few other songs on, at the end of the queue, and call it a day. So for yeah. me, I had a decent time with it. It's, it's weird that I'm giving it an 8.2, but talking like it's like a 7. Uh, <laughs> this is exactly is... what we were talking about earlier this morning. Because, so for, I don't even remember how the conversation got, got started, but basically he was like, it ended up being like, oh yeah, I have a ton of shit to talk. I, I you know, it feels like I, I talk a bunch of shit about an album and then rate it super high anyways. And I was like, if this is not the epitome of like, oh yeah, half of this album I really just don't care for and find boring, 8.2. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that, that is exactly what I'm trying to say, is that like, there yeah. are moments that are low in comparison <laughs> to the moments that are really high for me. There are some songs right. that I'm like, fuck yeah, this is great. And the moments that are low, I'm like, okay, I'm just kind of bored of this at this point. Yeah. And as an album listening experience, I want it to be able to just like go through and really enjoy it. But for adding songs to a playlist, this comes on. Fuck. Yeah. I'll listen to it. I'll just enjoy it. And it'll be like ABR putting on the playlist. Like, okay, cool. ABR mm-hmm. on earth, whatever. It's 
metalcore to me. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, the, the other side of the, the joke was, you know, Oh yeah. Parker has a, a ton of good things to say about an album and then rates it a seven. <laughs> yep. This is not one of those albums though. I genuinely just find this really boring. Which I'm not surprised part. by. Um, I, I do find it interesting that you, you call this, this metalcore cause I really didn't get any metalcore vibes from this. Oh, 2000s, early 2000s metalcore. That's all I got. Yeah. No, I like, cause my, my main thought while listening to this was like, wow, this kind of, this sounds kind of, it's almost kind of similar to like the Metallica album to me. I do agree, but the Metallica album had absolutely no breakdowns. And that is the complete opposite difference between those two albums. So this is metalcore. Metallica is not metalcore. What? There were breakdowns here? Yeah. Plenty of them. It could have fooled me. Um, maybe, maybe that's why this is boring as shit. No, I... Obviously, like, I... I, I don't know. This, this felt like it didn't really go anywhere. In my eyes. Like, yeah, there... I, I completely understand that. Um... I don't know. I, I'm trying to just. How do I? How do I describe this? It just. It started off. It started. I mean, it starts off fine, but it it never really. It never really feels like the pace changes or the the tone changes. Honestly, the, I... one thing I remember from this album is the. The part where there was like the emergency. The emergency yep. alarm song. I don't even remember what song it was on. Um. That was the most interesting thing that changed. Yeah, that that was the 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 thing that I was like. But even then, I don't even know if I really liked it because I, I I heard it and I was like, kind of gave it the the, what the fuck is going on with this type of yeah. <laughs> type of look, you know. So, um, I don't know. It's that's really funny though. That is like, there's a breakdowns in this thing. Yeah. Um. Um. No, I actually completely agree with you that one of the biggest drawbacks to this is that. It doesn't move much in terms of the tempo, the guitar tones, the vocals. It doesn't change it up much. And while yeah. that's good to some people, I, I think of like Bleed From Within, who last year released like a good, decent metalcore album. And honestly, live performance-wise, they proved themselves to be fucking amazing. Um, mm -hmm. And... But some of the songs, just like the first half of it, I remember, it changed up the pattern, it changed up the sound, it changed up the vocals, it changed up the like the tone. It very much like went places, and yeah. it really provided such a variety of experience. Even the August Burns Red, it may have just been like progressive metal, but it changed over the whole album, even not by much, but enough to be like. Okay, that's different. Okay, that transitioned to a different song. I didn't even realize it because it's progressive metal. Um, mm -hmm. And obviously, you weren't the biggest fan of that, but mainly because it like it flew by and you're like, "Oh shit, I'm already at like the end of the song. What the fuck?" <laughs> it literally dropped back. It literally cycled back to the first song, and I didn't even notice yeah. initially. Um, um like I don't know. It didn't even. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say that like. Some bands completely go 
back and forth and back and forth between two sounds. And that's good for your ears at times, but also sometimes just staying consistent is also nice for a few songs. But when it depends depends a lot on the project, I I find. Honestly, I wanted a slow acoustic song. I think the interlude, when they start doing that, like, I, I don't know how to explain it. I forget what they did. Um, but it, it just, it was like, it was like, holy shit, this is different than everything else. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And even the closer wasn't that different from the rest of it. And honestly, you could have swapped any song at, for the closer except the interlude. And I would have believed you. Um, I think that's, that's the biggest my, problem yeah. with, with this album. I'm still going to keep it at an 8.2. It'll probably drop but it's definitely an album that I had a nice time with, just not when I had the absolute greatest time with. Mm. Um, yeah, this this is definitely the yeah my I me the the first, the thing that was going through my head the entire time listening to this was like this sounds like thrash metal to me. Yeah, and that's the genre that I really don't care for. Because it's, it's it, to me, it sounds a lot of like, uh, you know, just the drum, like, bah, 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 like the same type of drum tone all through all the way throughout. Like, it. it yeah, I completely it, agree. There wasn't even uh, like really any interesting solos that I remember popping in. Yeah. Um, I wasn't ever, I couldn't point out a riff to you, you know? The, um, the thing with Thrash Metal for me is that I don't mind it. But I'm mm-hmm. not going to go out of my way to look for it. No, yeah, me neither. If it arrives on my plate in the car, whatever. I'll I'll listen. I may yeah. not focus, but I'll listen. I'm not going to be like, turn that fucking shit off. Yeah. Um, what I'm thinking of, like, if you played, like, the Kaizo album from last year, uh, if you played anything related to the Banshee song... Um, that's, immediately, that's <laughs> immediately, you'd be shot in the head, and the car would be crashed because you're. Oh, yeah, no, I, I actually, I completely misunderstood where you were going with that. Yes, yeah, um, I can, I fully understand. <laughs> like, if you put on Unearth, you put on Metallica, sure, right? But be like, hey, that's Metallica, cool, that sounds nice. Yeah. And I'm, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to go listen to all of Metallica's fucking discography. Because I'm going to be honest, it's probably going to sound the exact same as every other album. Just production's going to be a bit better every year. Yeah, that's my main issue. I Actually, I do also want to point out, there were a couple times on this where I was like, wow, this sounds really quiet. Like, it did not sound like it was mixed very well at points. Yeah, me. and it's surprising that they are nine albums in and they just figured this out that they yeah. made it. I think it was, it, was this, it was like the first minute or two of Cremation of the Living. I think it was that I was really like, wow, I feel like I can barely hear what's going on here. Yeah. Um, I also have a car that's really loud, so I probably heard everything fine. Oh, yeah, probably. No, I was listening on, on the earbuds that I, yeah. you know, that I always use, so. Let's jump into an Anyways. album. Oh, wow, I didn't realize that you gave that so low. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, no, it's. No, I meant the next one up. Oh, I see. Well, that this is. Do we want to do okay, we want, want to do this? Or do we want to do. Let's the other do that one, one, and then we'll talk about the last one. So we're going to talk about the Devil Wears Prada and the Color Decay Deluxe Edition that you've probably heard about, heard us talk about for now three months. 
and not stop talking about and honestly it was so worth the wait honestly i was really really happy that they made a deluxe edition so what they did was that they released 24 songs uh the first 12 are the original 12 tracks um and then they also released 12 new songs uh two of which are brand new singles reaching and ignorance which we were were released as singles into four acoustic tracks salt broken sacrifice and cancer with two live songs watchtower and salt uh watchtower was live in anaheim and salt was live in pittsburgh and then they released two edm style remixes of sacrifice and salt i'm gonna be honest listening to salt three different times was a bit annoying that they didn't pick the other songs too but that's just me being a little nitpicky about the deluxe edition versions but they have to pick the most popular songs i totally understand for monetary purposes this makes sense um so I so I remember you saying that reaching I would enjoy more than ignorance because you thought that it would be a bit better. That's funny that you bring that up because I'm actually swapped on them now. Oh, I'm completely swapped. Ignorance is so fucking good, and I wish that was on the original album, like by a mile. I I, I have ignorance has grown on me significantly. Um, yeah, I reaching by contrast has grown off of me significantly actually first listen i was like okay this is solid i was like ignorance parker said it wasn't gonna be that great and i'm like why the fuck is this so good why do i show <laughs> what the fuck is going on and mm-hmm. the thing is is that like with bands if i get chills immediately i am already like okay what am i listening to why am i enjoying this so much the devil wears mm-hmm. product when i first listened to this album exhibition noise and cancer all gave me chills um i swear the um 25 also did uh just because just just because the beginning is just like such a (sighs) okay uh i I could rave about 25 all day but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that now i'm not (laughs) um so reaching ignorance, reaching is still very solid. Just I I fell in love with ignorance more, and I think you're about the same way with that. Which I'm so happy we agree on that. I I do agree that ignorance is better. I don't know if I would say I honestly even like reaching at this point. Oh, okay. To be honest. Um, and then we have the four acoustic songs: Salt, Broken, Sacrifice, and Cancer. Salt is very good. I enjoyed it uh sacrifice is also quite nice and the the biggest thing about these four acoustics is that they're not acoustics but they're not there we're sorry you're not true not true acoustics probably in like the the most literal definition of the word they're probably not acoustics yeah this is the loosest version of acoustic that you could have because you have mike the unclean vocalist screaming in quite a few parts and I've never thought 
the acoustic songs were always the best choice. Sometimes they were, sometimes they weren't. These mm-hmm. four acoustic songs beat out a good like 98% of other acoustic songs out there um, by a good like half mile to a mile. Oh, yeah. Um, Mike does a beautiful fucking job at adding an element that I didn't think I needed in an acoustic song. Um, and let's pull the elephant out of the room. The, uh, talk about the elephant in the room here. Broken and Cancer. Um, so we are both in love with these songs. Parker is more personally in love with Broken. I am personally more in love with Cancer. However, the conclusion is that both of us nearly cried at those songs. Um, genuine, almost crying from those acoustic versions. Um, in my opinion, those are two perfect acoustic versions of songs, and they should never ever not be considered for like songs of the year because they are just so fucking beautiful and the fact that mike is still screaming in the background you can hear the passion in those choruses it just makes you appreciate this deluxe edition version um i'm gonna be honest I rated it a 9.9. I am going to take it back down quite heavily um, because the live versions, I, I don't like live versions on Spotify. I am a fan of watching a live version on YouTube. This mm-hmm. is my personal opinion. So when I put on a deluxe edition, I'm not going to go listen to the live versions. I'm going to skip over those. Um, the Linkin Park Meteora 20th anniversary edition had like three full performances of live songs. And while that's great, I'm not going to listen to any of those. Maybe just to hear Chester's voice, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, so for me personally, Watchtower and Salt, while they're great live, I already saw them live and I fucking crowd surfed during noise. So I, I have my experiences live. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, the, I, yeah, I, I was, that's why I was surprised you gave it a 9.9, because I was like, is he writing just solely off of deluxe tracks, or is he writing, like, the whole thing? I, I like, honestly think the acoustics and uh, ignorance kind of just pushed that up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's very fair. Um, I, I will bring it down to probably the exact same rating as you. Okay. Um, Because, honestly, I still feel the same. Mm-hmm. Just... Like, I think you and I feel the same. We just feel the same about different tracks. Yeah. No, that that's that's fair. Um, yeah, this... Uh, so, I generally don't care for deluxe editions of things. Yeah. It's just not something I, I ever have, have really ever truly cared for, because it's like... Obviously, it, you know, obviously it works. It's a, it's a working business model. <laughs> like... Um, I understand why people do it. I just don't tend to find it, like, it, it doesn't, it, it's usually just tends to be stuff that was worse than what was on the album originally, I find, yeah. for the most part. Um, obviously there, this is, I would say this is probably an exception to that, um, overall. Um, the, the... So the two singles, Reaching and Ignorance, 
Um, you can definitely tell that these were B-sides in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Ignorance a good bit, actually. It's it's definitely grown on me. It's more of... It kind of gives more of that vibe of, like... Honestly, kind of, like, with Roots Above kind of sound, almost, a little bit. I'll give um, you that. I would have to listen to it again just to confirm that. It's been a few Yeah, years I'm, not, I'm, not entirely, I'm not entirely sure about that, but that kind of sound... It... The, the it's kind of where it, it feels like it kind of falls into that a similar lane to me at least honestly, i honestly i don't mind i might because... i might i might take that back on another listen but um reaching i honestly just don't really enjoy all that well anymore um i liked it on i liked it on the first couple listens i gave it when it first came out um but i really just don't like the chorus i think the chorus sucks yep. um Obviously, that's I mean, not to, to that's fair, and that's not a knock it on Jeremy's singing ability or anything. I just think the chorus is boring as hell. Like the, to be fair, the though, when you have mm-hmm. like like quite a few insanely catchy choruses on Color Today, yeah. mm-hmm. you've got one song that has just like a mediocre chorus. Yeah, you can kind of just accept to be like, yeah, okay, we'll just do that as a deluxe song. Fuck it. <laughs> They can't all be hits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The thing is that, like, um, by technicality, Cancer only has 1.6 million listens. Trapped has 1.739. Trapped some has more than Cancer. That, to mm. me, has no comprehensional sense, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to jump to the last two songs, because those I do want to discuss really quickly, but honestly bring down the album more than the rest of it mm. the end of sacrifice bothers the fuck out of my ears because again they do that panning oh. shit and i'm like okay either do it really quick or do it quietly not loud as fuck and slow as shit for a good 10 seconds and you fuck with my ears fuck you <laughs> uh specifically ray volpe you messed Rainbow, with my ears and you made a song that I really enjoy. Not that great. Same with Salt. Salt. They were just kind of like, okay, EDM remixes to me. That's fair. Um, actually, I'm, I'm going to... Well, well, I talked about the... I'll, I'm going to talk about the rest of it and then we're going to come back to the acoustics because the acoustics... The acoustics in my eyes are really the... the yeah, are, are easily the best thing here. Um, the the live versions I didn't even listen. To. I didn't even listen. I don't care. I listened um, to them just to say I listened to them. I didn't even do that. I was like, it's going to be Watchtower, and it's going to be objectively shittier because it's not actually it's live, but it's not actually live. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't bother with those. I, I, I have the same issue that you do with uh, you know live versions on Spotify. Where it's like it, it's just you know live mu- like live live music as a whole is just so much better when it's actually experienced live. Yep, <laughs> and um, I, I think a lot of what makes it so good is lost um, when it's it's recorded. YouTube yeah. is a bit better for it, but it's still not like incredible. So, uh, there's one specific 
reason why I love live shows on YouTube is because back mm-hmm. when I uh, early days of YouTube during high, yeah. during my high school time, uh, early mm-hmm. 2010 to 2014, um, yeah. there was the Download Festival in 2009. Slipknot mm-hmm. and Linkin Park both performed there. It was in England. Mm-hmm. Their whole performances were l- live uploaded to YouTube mm-hmm. across like these random channels that just like uploaded them and kept them there for right. years until eventually taken down. But yeah. I swear I saw the Linkin Park download festival tour or show 50 times. That's crazy. <laughs> Over my high school, middle high school, even a little bit of college time, mm-hmm. I went back to those live performances because the 2009 one just showed so much passion from slip also in the in the beginning of one of the slipknot songs random girl lifts up her shirt you see boobs <laughs> and so i'm gonna be honest titties little part of it was like hey nice just boobs again just a one percent of me the rest one of frame like, is- fuck yeah Corey taylor let's go and also yeah. joey jorison and uh paul gray their uh vocalist who passed or their bassist who passed away back in uh, 2010 it's, the, mm. it's like one of his last performances. It mm. is to me one of the biggest and best crowds uh, for live performances. And so that's why I'm like very much like, give me those live performances. Give me those videos. I want to see them go fucking nuts on stage or see uh, like the Coachella knocked loose clip where right. kids are fucking back, fl- like front flipping into the crowd and crowd surfing with no bodyguards yeah. nearby, which my opinion is kind of fucking stupid, but welcome to Coachella where they didn't expect that. Um, When they invited fucking knocked loose. Yeah. Um, So yeah, back to the acoustic tracks. Um, One. Actually, I, I, Oh, sorry. I I wanted to talk about the EDM remixes real quick. Oh, that's fuck. Sorry. I interrupted you. Um, So the, I actually really, I actually enjoyed these a decent bit. Um, the the Fairlane remix especially, uh, it was that's a that was a, a a crossover that gave me a little bit of whiplash because there is the song from 2019, um, that was was done by Fairlane that I really enjoyed, um, and it's kind of it's like a it, it's like one of the you know it's an EDM track, um, or was it 2021? Either way, regardless, um, it was called Hypnotize featuring Grant. Who was another uh, another like future bass artist that I followed up to that time, and I, I really enjoyed that track. So to see, um, to see him here doing a remix of what is now one of my favorite bands, yeah. um, I thought was cool as fuck. Um, that's sick as that's sick as hell though. And so I I really enjoy this track um, a, a good bit. I think it, it's a. I don't. I certainly wouldn't say it beats Salt the like the original song version of Salt for me. No, um, which I don't think much can. But the, I think it's it's a really, I, I I think it's an interesting kind of switch up for that song. Uh, the the sacrifice remix I think is done a little bit weirder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of more of like a, more of like a dubstepy type of, like dubstep, kind of like bro step sound that I don't tend to enjoy as much, but I I still enjoyed it. Like I, I wouldn't certainly wouldn't turn, uh, wouldn't turn it off, um. But 
Anyways, acoustics. The fucking acoustics. Okay, all I Hold. ask for from Devil Wars Prada in the future is please go back to the act and give us chemical lines of your hands. Um, lines of your hands. God, I listened to that song way too much when I when it first came out. Um, That's a very good song. Lines of your hands, chemical. Um, even though, even though, probably not going to happen. But even though, but like, go back to the act and give us those acoustic songs that we deserve from that album because, honestly, it is such a it is like they're such perfect songs for those acoustics specifically and they picked the best songs honestly on this album for that specifically and i love their choices for it um i i genuinely don't believe any other song deserved an acoustic like yeah, I don't know what I would put as an acoustic over over these four. Uh, the best Baby trap. scenario. I I was thinking um, time. Time would actually be a good one. Time, yeah. or but trapped also would be a great one for like that. That that one that's like almost acoustic already. Yeah, but give yeah, it that final edge. On the, on so, the normal version. honestly if those four had been included in the original <laughs> i think this would have been easily what like one of my favorite albums of all time like like easy top five um mm-hmm. and that's that's a hard 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 bar for you <laughs> hard bar um those top five i couldn't tell you right now but i would have to think about it um there's just some out there that i'm like this is perfect this yeah. is perfect. Those four acoustics on there, this would have been way too perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, honestly, yeah, though, the... no, go ahead. I was just going to say that for a t- for the top 30 list that we make at the end of the year, I'm going to mm-hmm. honorable mention this somewhere in my list of where I would have put it yeah. based on like how much I go back to these, how much I go back to the acoustics. The only other band I go back to the acoustics for is Imminence. Because Imminence mm-hmm. has done their deluxe editions of Turn the Light On and Heaven in Hiding with acoustics. And they do mm-hmm. them so beautifully every single time. And they are the only other band that I'm like, you can make fucking acoustics any day of the week and I will listen to them because you are beautiful as a band. Um, also, right. they still incorporate the violin every time, so I'm like, very much, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, this is a bias. All right, I've talked um, too much. You go ahead now. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna rave about these acoustics for a minute. Um, this is easily the best thing on on the the, the deluxe in my eyes. Um, it, it's you were you kind of brought this up a, a bit before, um, talking about how Mike still makes appearances on these songs. Um, and and you're right. I think that I think this is that's honestly the best thing that they could have done, because um, obviously, well, well, they I think they still would have been very good if they hadn't featured him. The having him as a second vocalist because he usually doesn't take as much of a prominent role in these songs, even in in sections where he might normally 
be the lead vocalist. Um, the only set, the only one of these four that he really takes the lead on is, uh, I think, one of the verses of Sacrifice. Um, yeah. Everything else, he's kind of more in like a backing vocal role. But it adds just such a depth to the vocals um, that I, I think works incredibly well. Um, the it's what do I, what do I want to say the broken is easily my favorite of the of the four easily it's already my favorite song of the four uh, of the four that they did um just for the normal versions um and I don't I I genuinely think this might be on par with the normal version for me I will argue that my opinion cancer is the best of these four and broken well, right. easy we, we've talked about this already yes we, i know we, yes um, i know i just wanted to see that bitch <laughs> trying to undercut broken fucking hoe anyways <laughs> um yeah no it's like it there's um it it managed to capture kind of that like depressive energy still quite well and it adds um there, there's a couple elements that are added in that aren't entire, you know, really present in the normal one. Um, the main, the main thing for me that I think adds a lot to, to the chorus is um, when it, it when it jumps, you know, right into that that first line, it's like, you know, my hands are torn up, and there's this like there's like this flute synth or whatever in the background, and it, it it's like little touches like that that make these tracks work so well for me um that one in particular i think just sounds perfect the tone is perfect it it's it it's exactly what that moment needed i think i couldn't i can't think of anything else that i would want um as as a part of that um and just like the i think generally jeremy's vocal delivery on these tracks as well it, it should be highlighted um Because you know, obviously, these are all re- these are all. It's not like they just took acoustic instrumentals and put the normal vocals over them. Obviously, like the he he adapts his voice well for the the situation and parts like in Broken, where it's like, you know, lines that already hit hard for me. Um, you know, I'm a lost cause with nothing left. That shit hits just as well in the acoustic in my eyes as the normal version. Um. So yeah, that's that's what that's kind of my thoughts on it. Um, very good stuff. I wish I, I'm not going to say I wish that there was more because I think that you know I'd say I drop the the, drop the two live versions more acoustics, but you know. <laughs> I think this is the perfect amount of how much we want. I I agree. I would agree with that. And. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that because this is easy just like as an for me, it's going to be an honorable mention in my top 30 without without even like a hint of doubt. Um even if it's just like as an honorable mention, my number 28 Devil Wears Prada Color Day Deluxe, like it's still something that I am going to fondly remember all year long because I still put on that album as a whole once in a blue moon just so that it stays fresh in my head and that mm-hmm. I'm not overplaying it. For me, <laughs> right. 
it's funny because I have probably overplayed Demi Lovato and I haven't <laughs> gone back to it in three months. Well, two, sorry, two months. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the fact that I played it so much from December, like mid mid end of December until March. Mm-hmm. But with Color Decay, I've played it maybe a total of 10 times, maybe 15 at best. And it's still as fresh and refreshing to me. And every time I still hear some of these songs that I love, I just sit there with chills and a smile. And it's it's the saddest fucking shit. Like, we're talking about Cancer and Broken here. We're talking about sacrifice and time. And that shit is so depressing. But I'm sitting there with a goddamn smile on my face because it's still as good as the first time as I heard it. And that is why I love this album And that's why for both of us, it's still going to be our number one album of the year for 2022, no matter what, probably. Spoilers, but not really spoilers, because it was obvious all along. (laughs) Yeah, like, look, regardless of whatever came in or Parker re-listened to, it was the most obvious thing that was going to stay consistent between both of us, that we agree, like, we may have disagreed on everything else, on whether or not... Calistelways were actually good, or that Secrets weren't a bad band, or that Muse wasn't a bad band, or uh Banks Arcade wasn't that just okay. Um like we agreed that the Devil Wars Prada was an easy number one spot by a mile. Yeah. Okay. We have one more album and it's been an hour and twenty six minutes. But yeah. we got this. This might be a this might be a little bit of a debate. Actually, no, you said you still like you said you still like this. So Anyways. I'm going to be slightly under you in terms of the score. Yeah. This is the this is Currents and their album, The Death We Seek. This is their third studio album, follow-up to 2020's The Way It Ends. This is 10 songs and 39 minutes long. At this point, I fully expected this to be Parker's album of the year, alongside Into Animate. An easy one-two, just depends on what he felt like switching it up to be in the final moments. Um, Based on the rankings, though, that's not the case for you. Really? Honestly, not close. I am going to let is... you start this off, and I will continue it. Okay. So, to to be able to say that this album is a bit of a disappointment, and to still have it be a 9, 
I I think is is uh, <laughs> is interesting to say. Um, um, actually, I I am literally in the same boat as you, just about. So I'm yeah. also a nine. So for context, no. I am a nine. He is a nine point two. I think we're gonna have the same general agreement on this. Yeah, probably. Well, I, I'd imagine you probably have similar issues that you that I do with it. If I had to guess, okay. Um, on this one, so this is still, of course, a very good record. This is a very good album. I enjoyed this a lot. This is exactly my type of shit. This is the type of shit that got me into metalcore in the first place. Yep. You're um, welcome. Thank you for recommending this episode. Thank you for recommending the way it ends. Um, and so, you know, the, it obviously the issue with having a follow-up to an album that you love with with your whole heart is that you're going to inevitably compare its successor to it. Oh, and I think yeah, that's Devil part Wars of the going to be a tough one in two years. Imagine, oh, you know, 2025 man. when, you know, whatever their yes. follow-up album is. I'm going to fucking <laughs> we're gonna hate this if, if we still it's gonna not be a good, it's not years. gonna be a good conversation no it's, it's gonna be oh it's it's gonna be unless it's just as good as color decay and we both fucking which, love it which unfortunately i don't feel like it's gonna be the case because it's you don't come out with two hit that bang ceiling, fucking album back or, back or their ceiling is the sky oh exactly um so i i find with this that there are, of course, some incredible songs on this. Um, I'd say three out of the four singles, um, as well as as a, a couple of the deep cuts. Um, you know, "Death We Seek," uh, "Vengeance," "Remember Me," um, "Living in Tragedy." Honestly, might be my is probably my favorite song on this album. Um, that shit is insane. Um, I uh, what was the other one I was thinking of? Um, uh, Beyond This Road was the other one that I, I liked. Um, Unfamiliar had some cool moments to it, of course. Um, so, you know, this is this is exactly my type of stuff. This is, you know, hard-hitting, like, emotional, you know, emotionally um, impactful metalcore. It, it smacks you in the face, makes you sad a little bit. <laughs> um, Makes you angry, maybe, and and yet I find myself wanting, if that makes any sense. And so, uh, a part of a part of me with some of these tracks is, you know, I I can I I listen to these and I'm like, oh, you know, this is good, and it's just good. You know what I mean? It, the there there are some of these tracks I I find just tend to lean more towards sounding like filler than actually like truly impactful tracks. And on on the way it ends, there was I I don't think there was any filler in my eyes. Um, it's all killer no filler. It's you know from that's a, that's a flag a, wave. I'm not uh... I'm not gonna entirely count never there because that's kind of a little bit of an interlude opener, but uh. That's still it's still a good it's still a good opening song, um you know a flag to wave to better days. I wouldn't say that there is a a bad or uninteresting song here. 
and I, I think the trap that the death we seek falls into is that some of these tracks feel structured very similarly and they feel somewhat derivative um so the it, it's what am i trying to say well i still really enjoy the album i i i find myself you know wishing i enjoyed it more because i feel like honestly this might grow off of me uh, the slightest bit okay i'm gonna so when i was saying that like i wrote like a whole page oh you got like a book unearth got a paragraph yeah uh, current scott page nice so i i'm i'm just gonna read this because it will explain most of my thoughts Mm -hmm. if i'm being perfectly honest i expected to go into this and this to be close to if not my album of the year based on just the singles um, Mm -hmm. for the most part i had really high expectations especially because this is like one of your favorite bands of all time and it's a little bit close to some others but it's one of the like your top 10 by a landslide um i mean currents i i genuinely would say is like a top three band for me if not top the truth is this is most likely not album of the year for me but it's really fucking close every single song got a like on the first listen i enjoyed the songs even more after a couple more listens i think i've listened to this like seven times now just because i wanted to understand my thoughts with this Mm -hmm. um when i initially listened to this album i made a like a score sheet similar to like album of the year on each track um to give a specific rating for each song um and you can do so if you go on albumoftheyear.org you go to any album you can look at what songs people seem to like or dislike and you can obviously tell with some songs that just people are like this is shit versus this is great this is perfect um not every album has has that feature but for the, for certainly even for the most part albums of some remote pods you know popularity has has track ratings on it yeah um, so i i took that idea and i said okay let me make this add up all my score and take it out my least favorite was actually vengeance one of the singles being a 77 i actually didn't still don't enjoy it that much i feel like it's just kind of can't there. believe it can't believe it but everything else <laughs> was above an 80 and deserves it mm-hmm. this album is consistent as fuck and i really enjoy that at the same time it bends the formula of currents ever so slightly and it really actually does it correctly the other part of this album is that there are some extra fucking heavy on this and i really love every single moment of it and meanwhile clean vocalist christian polgarin which i hope i'm saying that right sorry is well, brian fine. does brian does both clean and and, and screams that too um so brian christian and christian yeah um the, they're finding their true voice for the clean vocals as well and it really shows on some on so many of the songs some of the best songs on the on this album are honestly because of the cleans don't get me wrong brian's uncleans are still stupidly incredible and both the cleans and uncleans have moments to shine 
Um, for me, Remember Me is probably going to be close to song of the year. Um, I still fucking love that song, and it's probably my favorite song on this record. Um, the Death We Seek and Living and Tragedy being easy second and third. Um, Death We Seek just has a little bit more playtime for me, but Living and Tragedy might jump to that second spot. But nothing tops Remember Me for me. Uh, this album is consistent and easy to listen to, which means I'll probably be spamming this in Invent Anime all year long, while I should be listening to other albums that come out. That's expected with uh, your top three you don't ever listen to, but your four through ten you listen to every single second. It's <laughs> usually how it works. Um, now on to the one or two complaints for me. For me, the reason why this, uh, this isn't album of the year yet is because... For the album as a whole, other than Remember Me, every other song was seriously great, but no other song gave me chills or made me really happy listening to this band and this album. It just felt very, it felt very much that I had 10 great songs. So similar to what you said, just I'm upping it up a little bit in terms of like what you were saying, but an album that was just below the level of greats. The choruses are probably where I am the most critical for this album, and it's because you can easily tell when a chorus is coming. There's no specific surprise, and there's not really the greatest of hooks leading into the choruses, in which is what my biggest issue is. I plan to revisit The Way It Ends later today. This was this morning I wrote this. Um, mm-hmm. I did revisit it, and I still had a very good time with the album. I only got halfway through before I got interrupted, um, but I think the biggest thing that Currents needs to do is improve the choruses. I think that's my biggest recommendation for this album. Look, don't get me wrong. This is still a nine by easy landslide. This beats out so many other fucking metalcore projects that have happened this year. Like it's no contest. Um, ABR sucks dick, Unearth sucks dick compared to this, um, Periphery sucks dick compared to this, um, anything else is below a 9, sucks dick. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's the fact that, like, I wasn't, like, I was impressed, but I wasn't as impressed as I thought I was going to be. That's this exactly is still, it. Yeah. I, look, the way that you talk about currents in Invent Anime, I was expecting wow, this is going to blow me the fuck away. And I'm like, okay, Infant Anime is so great. It just hasn't hit that, like, okay, this is album of the year material just yet. Mm-hmm. Currents, on the other hand, I actually feel I'm going to listen to some of the songs and then forget about some of them. And then when it comes to reason, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, that was a song on this album. And honestly, I think after the way it ends... I think is going to be an album that it 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 was generally well received, but it was also sorry. It was also a COVID album, so it was during the it was a pandemic album, so it was mostly mostly forgotten about by many people after about a year. Um, so this out, so a lot of times, um, this album is probably going to be the one that people reference for like what current sounds like. And their next album, I am truly hoping, is like they're like, um, just the album that is like perfect, because they're on their way to a literal perfect album. They just have a few more things that I personally 
think they should improve on. So, I I mean honestly, I would say that the way it ends is their their perfect album. Personally, okay. like I, I and, disagree, uh, but yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Um, for for me, like you bringing up the choruses is one of the your big critiques of this is something I absolutely agree with. Um, th- this feels like it's trying to be a very hooky record, and it really doesn't do it very well. Yeah. Um, in my eyes, uh, the death we seek in living and tragedy, both both have honestly really enjoyable hooks. I think. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. But you get into like unfamiliar so alone and over and like so alone. alone and over and over again and i just really don't quite do it um there's still great songs like there's still good yeah i say there's still good songs but they they come off they're they're structured very similarly and they yes don't i think really expand the current's sound mm-hmm. all that much um whereas like the, the way it ends it had choruses obviously like it had good choruses on it still, but it wasn't the main focus. It didn't feel like the main focus. Um, I, I want to pull a reference that's going to be like completely out of context. Um, mm-hmm. related to this, you will not really get it. Uh, it's Probably mainly not. for <laughs> anyone who listens to Eminence. So, Eminence, uh, Eminence's "Turn the Light On" from 2019 was my album of the year that year, and I genuinely have spanned that album enough for it to be like easily one of like my top albums of all time um i love that album i think it's perfect i think it is just beautiful the deluxe edition is great when they started releasing the singles for the next album heaven in hiding i was really hyped i was expecting it to be easy the next perfect album and again an album that's very much yeah the singles are great one or two other songs are great as well and that's about it and everything else is just kind of mid and it really like for the talk about like that Parker thinks that the death we or uh, the way it ends is a perfect album going from a perfect album to something else that's not as perfect is very much like well shit this sucks compared to that thing on its own it's pretty good but when you have to compare it to the previous album, oh my lord, is that the hardest conversation ever? Because yeah. Parker's sitting here like, well, the way it ends is just such a perfect album. This, in comparison, sucks. But then if you pretend it doesn't that... Suck. It doesn't suck. Well, what I'm saying is like, in comparison, it's like, this is just a step down. The, yeah, I would say, yeah, it's a step down. It doesn't, Sorry, it doesn't, it doesn't suck in comparison. And then if you took out the way it ends from the equation and you Mm -hmm. said, Parker, think about 2023. What are your top two albums? The answer is Invent Anime into Currents. At the moment, yeah. Yeah. So it might end up being it might end up being model actress. Yeah. Honestly, at some point. But yeah, I get what I get what you're going for. Like Yeah, so like it's the idea that like you go from a perfect in your eyes to something that's not as perfect in which they sort of actually went back to their original sounds. 
Um, they were very much a very heavy band, and they went for more of the experimental sound in uh, their tw- in, um the way it ends, and a little a little more like lighter, softer side. Not as much of like the super heavy, but mm-hmm. still being enough heavy that like it was like it was still there. Like people could yeah. still enjoy the fuck out of like the the, the, the place I feel safest. Their twenty seventeen um is actually it. People have complained about the way it ends for being what they thought was a step down from the place I feel safest. Yeah. Because they were like, oh, this doesn't feel like as technical or as, you know, interesting as, as what they were doing yeah. on the place I feel safest. And I, 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 unfortunately, I think I kind of get that sentiment now. Because I, that was always a sentiment that annoyed me. Yeah. But I, I think a part of me is kind of like, that's what I feel with this album. I'm like, oh, it, you know, the, there's not as many. There, there wasn't really, a, like, you know, the the riff on better days, you know, the riff on split, like, yeah. you know, the the. There's not really a ton of that mm-hmm. here. It feels like. There are a few uh, moments, a hundred percent. There are, there like, are absolutely holy shit. That riff is the like break, the build up and breakdown on on living in tragedy. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, honestly, the start of "Remember Me," honestly, just I'm like, yeah, okay, I fuck with this shit so much. Um, dude, the the dude, the guttural vocals on the breakdown <sighs> on that song don't even don't even don't even <laughs> that that shit just <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It, in the end, we both really enjoy this album, but are in a sense disappointed by what we I'm, expected to be easy album of the year contender and is now probably the, the easy. burden of expectations <laughs> yeah um that that is the one problem of listening to singles and, and knowing a band beforehand once in a while i would prefer just to know like one song or like their style in similar bands and then just go in blinds because, like, for example, the Acacia Strain, I haven't heard a song from them in a couple of years. I don't remember what the fuck they sound like. I just know they're metallic hardcore. I'm probably not going to enjoy it that much, but maybe I'll enjoy the fuck out of it. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes singles are better than every other song on the album, which absolutely sucks. Because I actually think that's part of the case here, too. Because other than a few of the other songs on here, the rest of the songs are just very much lower quality than uh the singles Mm -hmm. but anyway we've talked a while we have talked a lot let's move on let's just let's wrap it up i think that's all we have to talk about so yeah but long yeah currents it's still one 100 percent like the biggest recommendation this year other than inva animate um for both of us like that's one record we were just like okay in animate you must listen to and currents mm-hmm. you must listen to but also listen to the way it ends by currents mm-hmm. um so next week <laughs> we have a few listens um mm-hmm. we also just got a recommendation a couple hours ago from one of our friends uh who uh just pings us whenever he has a recommendation about an album that we have no fucking idea about and the last time he recommended stuff i didn't like it at all he'll he'll and... pull some he'll pull an album that in, in some like sludge metal album that we've never heard of 
and then we're like where the fuck did you find this and yeah he's very much into like the classic metal but then also sludge thrash power metal area and it's been he definitely has a different taste than we do he has a completely Um, different taste but he's like fuck it that being said some of the record the um, i hadn't heard of chat piles god country uh, before he recommended it to us incredible album the magic city of hippies album he also recommended that to us incredible album so he's got some very good recommendations on the opposite end chat pile is disgusting yeah and magic city hippies was okay my tastes align slightly better with his than yours do (laughs) a lot better than with his than yours do yeah So. so very much so like once again, Parker and I are generally opposites. And ho- actually, you know what? Funny enough, I would love to get Sun on here one day. That would be fun. I and Jake as well. That would be cool. Jake has a Jake has a a cool a cool taste as well. Yeah. I so I would love to get all of us for like just making our own album of the year lists. <laughs> yeah. Like just doing the top ten of us four. I mean, it would take yeah. us five hours, but you know. <laughs> Or, you know, everybody brings a top 10 list and then just kind of, like, talks over what they have. Like, yeah. That would be, be a, a round table of sorts. <laughs> okay, so next week, we have albums from The Acacia Strain. We have Step Into the Light and Failure Will Follow. It's a double uh, album release. We have Vela Maya, Mother, the first album from them in six years. Hot Mulligan, Why Would I Watch? We follow up to 2021's EP... Um, ah, oh, fuck, I forget the name. And then follow up to 2020's album as well. Um, the both are easy nine pluses for me for ratings. Um, Parker's not the biggest fan of Hot Mulligan, but I fucking love them. One of my favorite. I only haven't even listened to a full project of theirs. No, you haven't. Actually. Um, we have the Amity Affliction, Not Without My Ghosts. This is the follow up to 2021's. Everybody loves you once you leave them. Uh, this album is very much the most standard metalcore that you could ever possibly imagine. And if you like catchy choruses, Amity Affliction. We have Left to Suffer's debut album, Feral, with, uh, Taylor Barber, uh, fucking going nuts on everything. What? As he does. As he does, with the weird fucking noises, um... We just talked about a single that he released just last week, or just this, uh, just this week, uh, and then we have Soul Keeper, Holy Design. What the fuck is this band? Where did they? Come I don't know. From? I saw it on the doc that you, the the release doc that you yeah. showed me, and I was like, um, that sounds cool. Let's take that. And w- t- if we want to, if it actually becomes interesting for both of us, we have mm. Herod with Iconoclast, which is sludge metal. This is why we bring up bring up Sun. It's because this uh, is his recommendation of the so day. So he says, if you are fans of Cult of Luna and the slash the heavier tracks uh, by the ocean. So yeah. Um anyway, those our those are gonna be our albums for next week. Genuinely, I hope there's not many singles next week because Doing eight albums in the rough. <laughs> and the last part of this is that Zelda Tears of the Kingdom comes out on Friday. 
That's I have like true. eight albums to listen to. Oh my god, hiccups. And if I, it ends up being an episode I record myself, you'll y'all know why. <laughs> and I will give him the technology to do that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Remember to leave us five stars on Apple or Spotify. If you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe for more shit that I post because I eventually will post these. I'll probably give it about six months before I finally post everything. Maybe over the summer. Um, yeah. If you are finding us on Twitter, like, retweet, follow us, give us requests, get, send us stuff. Uh, we keep up to date as much as fucking possible with everything that's going on. Um, we miss shit all the time. Uh, but we try our best to catch up on stuff and have a great time with it. Next week is a stacked fucking week. And after that is the week of sleep token. So it's going to be probably not as stacked, but we're going to have week. Yeah. Um, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, wherever in the world you are. Goodbye. See ya.